Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about keys to creating content for Amazon FBA brands. We're also going to be touching on why is content more important than ever, what are the new trends in content, and how can people prepare in Q4. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Okay, our guest today is the founder and CEO of Adobe Ads, a one-stop shop for Amazon content needs. Prior to founding Adobe, he worked in companies like Amazon and Samsung. He's also an IIT Bombay alumnus. Welcome. I'm... I, I'm going to get this right, said Hanche uh, Garge. And I hopefully said Hanche, I did pronounce that right. Anyways, uh, let's have a quick word from our sponsor and we'll get back with Sidanche. If you're selling on Amazon in 2022, you know how important it is to stand out from your competition. Let Hona Worldwide lend a helping hand with your product innovation to outcompete your competition online. That's right. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the success of your newly innovative product while Hono handles all the work. Visit honoworldwide.com for more information. That's Honu, H-O-N-U, worldwide.com, or email savings at honuworldwide.com. All right, where is the boy blunder? Hey, that's me. Hello, it's, hello. It's uh, Shu, isn't it? It is, yes. You were so close, but not quite. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we're off to a good start. Yeah. I uh, hope everyone's having a great Wednesday. It's good to see our Beer Nation joining us. Welcome, Marsha. Good morning. Good morning, Howard and Claudia, all the way from Calgary. It's good to see everyone. This is a live podcast, so uh, if you have any comments, questions during today's episode, you can go ahead and put that in the comment sections if you're watching from YouTube or Facebook. Uh, we go live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, so make sure you stop on by the next episode. And uh, yeah, if you're new, make sure you smash those like buttons, give us a thumbs up. Also, uh, with our Facebook group, that's the place where we let you know all of our updates, our tips, advice. Um, we've got a great community over there, so make sure you go ahead and join the Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA and e-commerce collective, and Norm is holding a dog toy for some reason. It's his favorite squeaker, and he brings it in, so I just knew I better take it away from him now before we start getting really annoyed sound or annoying sounds. So Is uh, Q there? <laughs> no, 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 just <laughs> Dallas. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right. Okay, so uh, if you do have any questions or comments, throw them over in the comment section. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a great episode with lots of questions. So the last episode, we couldn't get to all the questions. We could only we didn't even get to half of them. So if you do have questions, get them in early, and we will make sure we get them answered for you. Okay, so sit back, relax, grab that cup of coffee, enjoy this episode, and welcome Sidanshu. Hello. Hey, Norm. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, you know, it's it's not winter time yet, and uh, you know, it's still a little warm outside, so I'm all good. 
<laughs> awesome. Uh, good to see uh, so many people join in live. Yes. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot more that'll be joining us shortly. So um, it's um, we're going to be talking live, uh, Sadanshu, uh, but we're going to this goes out uh, to a lot of people over YouTube and um, uh, Apple Podcasts and is uh, Spotify and all those others. So yeah. um, why don't we get started? Let's let's talk a little bit about um, e uh, your uh, content. And sorry, I just have my uh, my idiot dog, and he is a dummy, by the way, uh, that's nudging up against me and, and drawing my attention over to him. So if you see me look down, it's because he's either licking my foot or <laughs> doing something. Okay, so <laughs> so you, you mentioned that, uh, and this is just before the podcast, that e-commerce is actually C-commerce. Like, what yeah. do you mean by that? Yeah, awesome. Um, well, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, in the world of e-commerce, uh, you actually uh, only get to touch the product only when it's delivered to you. Right. Um, until then, it's all content. And, uh, you know, you start with keywords, you see the images, you see the title, description, product images. Um, your entire decision is based on the content that you consume. And... Uh, it's only when it is actually delivered to you, you are actually having a physical contact with the product. Um, so, you know, uh, we the reason I'm calling it C-commerce is just to highlight the importance of content in today's e-commerce and uh, the role, the big role it plays. You know, I've never, I, I've been in e-commerce for years, since the 90s, <laughs> and I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, that, That's a great point. Uh, if you think of it, you know, the, the content, we talk about images and that the role the primary image takes, um, how your sequence looks, or your slide deck, um, the title, you know, making it important, the bullets, uh, A+, plus, every, everything that's involved, not only in Amazon, but in any listing or any ad. And you're bang on. You know, C-commerce is actually probably a better word. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And um, we live, breathe uh, content. Uh, you know, we, we see brands and sellers coming to us from all over the world. And uh, the first thing that we have to always do is explain it to them, the importance of content. You know, it, it's interesting because when you're a new seller and you're coming off of a course uh, yeah. or you're just watching uh, outdated YouTube video, or maybe a good YouTube video. Uh, what is it? What it doesn't. What it's not pushing on you, is how important those images or the title, the copy of those title, really, it really is to your your perceived value. So yeah. if you come out of the gates and you've got a really fantastic product, yeah. But your copy is is terrible, or you've taken your photos like let's say with an iPhone. Or, uh, you know, maybe maybe your keyword research is really bad or it's just not engaging and people think it's yeah. a really bad product just because of the content itself. And yeah. a lot of people don't realize that a lot of their profit is driven by the content or if you don't spend enough money on content or if you're trying to do it yourself, it could really damage the perceived value of your product. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Very, One very thing. interesting concept. Sorry for interrupting, but go ahead. Yeah, um, actually, it is. Uh, um, you used a very interesting word there, which is the perceived value, and you know, um, a content um, and how, what kind of importance you give to branding and visual identity, brand identity, um, adds a lot to the brands and your products perceived value, and. Uh, uh, you know, as we move forward, we are going to understand why content is actually becoming more important today um, as compared to before and maybe even two years ago. So that's a nice segue. Why is content so important today? And um, yeah, that's actually uh, very interesting. Um, you know that um, and in some ways, the pandemic actually played a big role there. Um, before the pandemic, um, you know, you would be seeing, uh, you know, one power bank uh, or any electronic product of your choice um, on Amazon, and you would be happy to find it at a good price, working with good quality and features and stuff. You would be happy with that. Now, what e-commerce, uh, sorry, what the pandemic did was it increased the adoption of e-commerce. It just uh, sped up uh, the penetration into the uh, into, into the demographic. So pe more and more people started making purchases online. And that resulted in a, you know, huge uh, surplus in the amount of, in the number of people selling the same product. So now you will have five sellers selling the same power bank, which was earlier sold by only one seller. And this is where, this is, this is something new. This was not there before. Um, and this is where, you know, the consumer is now looking at a power bank. All of them look the same. All of them have the same price point, the same features. How do you distinguish yourself? And that's where actually sellers are now taking a step back and, you know, take, taking a fresh look at their own listings and, you know, thinking, hey, we have an awesome product. It has so many reviews, but now I'm looking exactly similar to the other guy. So right. I have to take a step back and I have to uh, do some branding. I have to look at the visual identity, the brand identity, give, give a wholesome experience. So this is pretty new. This is pretty new. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed, too, is that and I, I just saw this on a, a gym uh, set where you, you got about 32 different types of things. And it was coming from the same supplier, and there was about ten people that were selling the exact same, um, yeah. you know, rubber. Uh, what are they? The, you know, the 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 rubber strips. To, like I'm not a fitness guy, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they were the same manufacturer images, the exact same. And I saw this literally with a, a a plastic shoe stretcher, where they just got the images from the manufacturer. They use the same images for this red plastic shoe stretcher and they they didn't stand apart. And the only thing that stood apart from that primary image was the price. So now you're into product or profit cannibalization rather yeah. than taking that profit uh, product, making it a different image or even putting it into a, a package of some sort to make it different. And yeah. if you wanted to make the packaging stand out, you know, do a 3D rendering of the, the package. And that's a, I, I think that's one thing that people do make a mistake of. It's a different rabbit hole. But 
if you've got a pillow or sheets or something that wrinkles, or if you've got a tuck box that, you know, can rip or doesn't look great when you're doing the product photography, why yeah. are you taking a product photography? Like, why are you taking a picture, especially if it's not a professional photographer that can do this and, uh, you know, uh, Photoshop the wrinkles out or make the box look better? For me, 3D rendering is, w you know, when that comes into play. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So, anyways, going back to uh, the the content itself, so you've noticed a huge difference because of the pandemic and more sellers coming onto the market, just basically selling the exact same product. It's a Me Too product rather than being slightly innovative. Right. So, um, just uh, spending a uh, a minute more on that, um, what we have observed is. Uh, brands uh, in this process, they come to us. Many of them do, do not even know what is a branding document. Uh, mm. You know, what is a brand guide? And uh, and I think that is something all sellers are sooner or later going to have one. So, you know, uh, we always, whenever we do any uh, visual work, we start from there. And... Uh, and a brand guide is super critical. It, it, it we ask some very tough questions over there. You know, where do you want to go with this brand? What are your values? And um, what what do you? Uh, who is your target customer? What is the profile of your customer? And uh, what is the kind of emotion you want your brand to trigger? So um, uh, this is a, a very uh, relevant starting point and. Uh, once we have the basics sorted, you know, then we get into some visuals where we ask what kind of uh, uh, mood boarding do you have for your product? What kind of visuals do you associate with your product? Essentially, brand guide is a list of boundary conditions outside which you will not step. Uh, you know, all your visual collateral will stay in that brand guide. That's that's so important. Uh, you're talking my language. I love talking about corporate identity. I love brand. That's what it, where I started. And yeah. you know, there's so many um, sellers that come onto the market. I don't care if they're small, medium, or large sellers. A lot of them never put in the the thought that's really necessary to sell your business for that extra zero. You know, just yeah. by throwing something together and not knowing where you're going with it. Like for me, with soap, I sell yeah. a soap product. I start yeah. with soap bars. I go to bath bombs. I go to liquid soaps. I go and I, I can be very diverse with what I can um, yeah. yes. sell. And, you know, I have a name that's targeting what I'm doing. I know who my market is. I know the demographic. And we stress that on this podcast you got to know your demographic. You got to know exactly. your audience. We, we really push an awesome app called Spark Toro to help people mm. kind of rip through it and to give them a, you know, a, a, a bit of a, a guiding hand. And also, like if you're looking for um, these types of checklists and uh, checks and balances, check out uh, Digital Marketer. It, yeah. I know that like for us, we're, we belong to Digital Marketer and whenever we, you know, if it's something about copy, if it's something about writing a persona, they have checklists and they have exactly. usually some pretty good videos 
exactly. there's also uh, like a lot of other uh, places out there, like on LinkedIn, they have, um, they bought lynda.com, uh, which is now I think learn.linkedin.com. I think that's where it's at. Tons of information about this. And it, if you're just throwing something out there, and we all, I think we all did at the beginning in 2013 when I jumped onto Amazon, you were throwing stuff on. Um, aggregators, I remember talking to tons of aggregators, and I remember them telling me that, you know, if you're on Shopify, if you're on Chewy, if you're on wherever, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not going to help your value, your valuation. It, yeah. It's Amazon. Well, go back and talk to those aggregators now. If you don't have a brand, and yeah. if you're if you don't have it on other channels, yeah, then it's going to be tougher for you to sell, or you're just going to have a much smaller valuation. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we have actually um, very interesting norm. You know, um, this is what we did with one seller, uh, an individual seller who has no idea of a brand identity, a brand guide. So. Uh, you know, we gave them a brand name of, um, and that actually led them to create a website with that brand name, uh, which was linked to Shopify. But this guy was already selling a product in the UK with thousands of reviews, but there was a brand which was missing. And so we created a brand name, a, a brand identity, and then that actually had a footprint on all their visual collaterals, even their packaging, uh, the inserts in the packaging, and so on. So, you know, it's a whole uh, new game from there on. Yeah, I, and I can say this because um, Colin, Colin Campbell was on the podcast before, and he was talking about the transition he did uh, from Treat a Dog, which is a premium dog beds, and yeah. he went... He spent the money. He rebranded yeah. Treat a Dog to Paw, P-A-W.com. Cost a ton. It, sure. it, it cost a ton of money, high six figures for the domain. And it's Absolutely. nothing that he didn't, like, I don't want to, you know, say anything that's confidential, but he did mention it on the podcast. So it was high six figures for that domain name. Yeah. Uh, within a month, I think he said, his sales went up tenfold. So just changing and he's targeting paw now, so a variety of different pets, anything with a paw rather than just a dog. And now that caught the eye of pet owners. So anyways, he's a brilliant, he's a brilliant marketer and uh, yeah. we're glad we had him on, but paw is just an awesome brand. And they did exactly yeah. like you said. And they actually yeah. have their chief marketing officer, Jeff Sass has been on there, on here. And awesome. what he does, this is really cool. He yeah. has he creates the brand story as a small story, like a, a small book, where you have the hero, the villain, everything yeah. in between, and yeah. he he creates like a a, a chapter or two as a, a novel, and he and he delivers this to all the employees in the uh, in the office, so they buy into the culture of the company. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so cool. Now, you're not going to do that, but you're going to do it with a one-person operation, but you yeah. should kind of have those questions answered. Like, pause a, you know, a, a high eight-figure company. 
So uh, it's a different story. Lots of employees and, you know, yeah. and you want the buy-in in the culture. But yeah. you want that you you want the buy-in from your your um, your customers as well, um, yeah. and that's all driven through brand and content. Right, right. So, anyways, I uh, I guess you're you're you probably know by now I talk a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a little long-winded. But I do want to say to anybody um, that's listening right now. If you have questions about the brand, about content, something didn't work, maybe it did work, let us know. Do you have a paw story? You know, something like that, that one thing turned around your com company yeah. because you did something to change the engagement, the content, or the brand. How about uh, if you got any comments or questions, just throw them in there. Okay, so, you know, we, we've talked about the brand. Now, how do you move from that brand guide to now evolving that into proper content. Right. Um, no, this is this is very interesting. Um, so here is what we do. Uh, we have sellers um, and, you know, sometimes we have sellers who have products in, you know, 10,000 plus reviews, 15,000 reviews. Now these, this is like open heart surgery, you know, uh, if you, you have the branding, document ready now and you have a product which is live and selling out there how do you actually you know uh, implement it on the product without actually losing sales or reviews and conversions etc and this is where i usually associate it with the open heart surgery you know it's like you know uh, playing with fire so uh, what we do is we take small steps um, actually what we do is we do not uh, we avoid touching the most important uh, or the fast moving horses of a brand. So if possible, we first play with a small product and uh, we take the branding over there. We change the visuals of product images, A plus content. Uh, we, we, we take small steps and we, we observe the conversion rates and, you know, we see how the consumers are reacting to it. And, uh, and then we move to the, to the bigger products which are fast selling and they're also, you know, we pay attention to one image and then second image, and then we change the entire listing and uh, keeping in mind always the conversion rate. Sorry. I'm just curious about the time. Do you yeah. spend a week before you, or how much time do you, do you allow? Between the first before, product? Be, between changing. So you, you, let's say that you've changed an image and you're seeing you're seeing the the algorithm picked it up. Now you're ranking better. How much time do you give in between changes? See, uh, these days Amazon has uh, introduced the A/B testing platform, which is actually pretty handy in this case, where right. Amazon has uh, very good confidence that you know this image is actually uh, going to do better than your existing content. And um, you know, it's all about. Uh, I, I would say time is also important as well as the traffic is also important. So if your listing is getting good traffic in a very less time, you have a similar data. So um, I think Amazon's A-B testing, uh, I would say, is pretty cool in that way. And I would actually depend on that to determine the timeline uh, to get an accurate idea. You know, this is a little off topic, but uh, something you talked about was traffic. So sometimes I'll see that there might be 
a thousand sessions. Yeah. And it might be converting at 30% or maybe even higher. And the only reason why you're not getting more sales is because you don't have enough unit sessions. So if you could drive traffic or you can figure out how to get traffic over to your site. Yeah. For me, that's just a, that's a simple fix to get more sales. Yeah. If people already like your product and you're converting at X. Exactly. Then drive people over. And yeah. you, I, I mean, I don't know why more people don't do that. And I do see a lot of people will contact me and say, you know, can you take a look at my listing? Um, and it's like, all right, well, you got 300 sessions. And <laughs> either yeah. you're saying, wow, like I'm getting 75% conversion rate. Well, yeah, you got 100 you got a hundred sessions and you probably did a bunch of giveaways and yeah, uh, yeah this is yeah. why this doesn't make sense yeah. or they're just not driving enough traffic over. Exactly. Yeah. So the way I would say this is, uh, Norm, you know, uh, you have entry points to your uh, listing. So it's like a gate, you know, once there are, I think two things that you can summarize uh, this into. Uh, bringing people to that gate, and then once they are at the gate, making them convert. So uh, bringing the, bringing the traffic, you know, that's one part of the game. You know, bringing the people from all places possible, uh, and then you know, working from there onwards. How is your main image? How is your conversion rate? Uh, are you playing with your product images? Are you playing with your A plus content, and so on. What is very interesting, what you said is, if you already have a healthy conversion rate, you need to bring more people. Um, that's uh, that's sometimes missed as well. Yeah, and it, like I said, if you can if you can bring more people, and it, it might be from external traffic, it could be using um, just different types of PPC. And yeah. what kills me is when people are using maybe like sponsored um, sponsored uh, uh, products, yeah. but they're not trying out any of the other uh, PPC that's probably converting better, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, a video conversion, or if yeah. they're not using video on their listing, you know? Yeah. So there's so yeah. many things that people um, could be missing out on. And it's, yeah. it's just like, um, these are the easy targets. These, this is the low-hanging fruit that could help build your conversion up. So yeah, one just, of the other things I was wondering about, uh, and uh, sorry, I cut you off again, but I was just looking at what, like, what are the new trends that are happening yeah, in yeah. 2022? Sure. Um, so what are some of the trends is, um, I would start with, let's start with some low-hanging fruits, uh, you know, some some very simple ones. Uh more and more people are understanding, more and more sellers are understanding the power of a storefront. Um, And they are looking at, oh, I didn't know uh, that it's just organic traffic. Uh, I didn't know the importance of a storefront. And and again, you know, taking a step back, we have the branding doc ready. You have your best sellers already. Uh, Why don't you dress up your storefront as well? And uh, it's not too much of an investment, you know. It's it's very very reasonable, uh, as long as you are getting the basics right. Um, and I can tell you right away, you know, are you listing your best sellers, and are you listing your new arrivals? Are you listing your deals? Uh, have you categorized your products, and have you listed your entire selection? 
and uh, your storefront is also a nice place to tell your story as well you know dedicate a page for that tell your story yeah. tell your brand story so yeah. um, i would say uh, this is one trend we are observing from more and more sellers these days yeah people people uh, forget that you have three layers on that page and yeah. it's such a beautiful page because if you can drive traffic over to the um, like second layer let's say that uh, you know you're selling you're, you're selling uh, weighted blankets well you have a like a gorgeous home page with all the different types of rich media and then you can drive people into is just a, a much more it's a better looking listing so it's not yeah. a white uh, white background like when you go to your product um, description page so I like driving traffic over to that page telling people about the the listing like really getting them to buy in and then they click on it and they buy it and it's I think that's a much better converting um, page as well. I do this. I'm, some people agree with me. Some people don't agree with me. But if I'm driving traffic, I'm driving and if, if I've got a uh, maybe a campaign going on social media, yeah. I would much rather drive it back to my storefront. Now, this yeah. is where people will disagree rather than my product uh, page, because I want the tire kickers to kick off. Yeah. So if they don't like it, yeah. fine. Then they, the, the, the people that want to learn more information can go over to the listing and buy, and it'll convert higher. It'll look like the conversion rates are much higher than having all these people come onto the listing and not buy anything. True. Very true. Um, so continuing on the trends, uh, you know, the second thing we are observing is uh, the awareness of videos. Again, a very low-hanging fruit. Um, more and more brands and sellers are now becoming aware of the importance of videos. In 21, it was less. In 22, it's much more. Um, so uh, there are, I would say, three to four kinds of video ads we have seen. Um, a brand video ad, which is a generic uh, video ad uh, about your brand, uh, which you can use across your listings. Then you have a product ad uh, where you are uh, talking about features of your product, which your listing was not able to communicate efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, the third is, do you have a, uh, so in a, in a product ad also, there are two kinds of video ads. Uh, one is which celebrates more uh, about the features and benefits. Uh, what are the features of your product and how does it benefit a consumer? It's very transactional in nature. And the other video is, more around the story, um, you know, how does it become part of your daily life? And so it's it touches your emotional cord and uh, makes you feel connected uh, to the product. So that's your uh, story video for a product. Um, there are, again, uh, you know, many misconceptions around a video that it's expensive and we don't have uh, the creating the footage is very expensive and all that. So um, we have done pretty amazing, uh, you know, uh, so we have seen in our experience that, you know, you can create pretty awesome videos um, from stock footages, from your product images and so on. Um, and, and having a dedicated studio uh, create, um, you know, content for you maybe is the final option. 
but there are many creative ways for you to get video content uh, before that. Okay, and can you go into some of that? Yeah, sure. Um, so for example, um, the most basic, again, uh, a very low budget option is um, you have your product images, uh, you know, so these are, these days there are uh, ways to remove the background and integrate that product image with a stock photo and, in fact, a stock video as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, I will give you an example of one of the recent video ads that we did. Uh, it was a sunglasses company and, uh, you know, they had these fancy sunglasses. Now, uh, there is no footage for, there is no stock footage of a model wearing those sunglasses. Uh, so, you know, we have the capability of putting those sunglasses on a stock video and, uh, and that looks pretty amazing. And that's a very low cost thing. So, uh, that's, that's definitely option number one, uh, a very low budget, uh, video, which looks very, very neat. Um, the second is of course, uh, UGC, um, so there are many apps, uh, many solutions, many platforms today. Uh, one of them is Billow. Uh, it's a very low-cost uh, option to create uh, UGC. Um, of course, uh, the quality may suffer, but because it's so ultra-low budget. Um, but then it's it's okay for the for the price, and right. you get content, and you can stitch it together and make some nice story out of it. So uh, there are many such creative ways to uh, get some video content um, before going into an, a very expensive studio. You know, uh, I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but Amazon's even got templates now for videos. So you can put stills and you can just, yeah. it, like it makes it very easy for, if you, if you, I mean, if, if you don't have a budget, they make it very easy for you at least to have something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I should also mention this, some of the brands uh, that we have worked with, um, and it's a uh, absolutely latest trend, and actually that makes me move to the next trend, and it's also related to video ads, uh, is 3D. So in 22, uh, in 21, it was just uh, very less, but in 22, we are seeing a lot of uh, brands uh, asking for 3D content, um, you know, making 3D models and product images from 3D models and video ads from 3D models. and uh, it's amazing. It's it's totally a different uh, world, and it's really really neat. I, so I've never amazing. done that. I've never done a video ad from three uh, D render. Right, and and that's extremely powerful. We have done probably hundred such videos by now. So a three D video ad of a model that is also created in house. I do know. Uh, we're just launching a new brand, and uh, we're trying for the first time Billio or Billow. Um, yeah. And I, again, for very inexpensive influencer videos, yeah. I, I mean, they cost nothing. They're very, very <laughs> inexpensive. Exactly. And uh, I don't know. We're going to report back and see what they're like. But, uh, you know, we're going to probably order, you know, five or ten of them just to see what, what they are like. And we'll give you a report back. It's a uh, first time, like I heard about Billio last, well, probably about five or six months ago. And now the, the brand just launched 
and uh, we're going to see what comes out of it. So yeah. before um, before I move on, uh, once again, I see we have a few questions coming in. If you do have questions uh, about brand, content, brand story, anything that we've talked about so far, please let us know, or if you have any comments. And then we have a giveaway. Now, unfortunately, I didn't talk to you about this. I might put you on the spot. I do have a giveaway today uh, because I realized we came on just just as the podcast was going to start. But mm. would you be able to have someone on your team possibly do a brand consultation or something uh, that we could give away? If not, that's fine. I do have something that I plan to give away today anyway. No, we'll do that. Okay. So that's going to be it today. <laughs> we put you on the spot and uh so a, a brand consultation uh i think that would be incredibly valuable for anybody we Absolutely. talked about it at the beginning of the uh, of the podcast so if you're looking at for that um it'll be hashtag wheel of kelsey tag two people and you'll be entered in for this private consult on your brand and, uh, and, and a brand guide as well so we'll give the brand guide Fan, that's awesome and the brand guide so anyways i think that's a great prize especially when we backed you into the corner <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's have a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back a big thank you to our sponsor post purchase pro the only complete a to z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for amazon sellers my friends sean hart and seth stevens co-founded Post Purchase Pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products, growing 53 brands, and get this, exiting 17 businesses. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com slash lunch. Okay, so once again, I set up for the consult and the brand guide. If you want that, hashtag Will Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll get a second entry. So, uh, Sadanchu, do you, are there any other trends that you can think of outside of the 3D rendering? Uh, sure. Um, again, talking about, uh, so there is, uh, I, I would touch upon uh, a few more. Uh, one is, you know, the growing awareness. Um, of the demographics globally, um, you know, our world has been through a lot. Uh, yeah. We have uh, we have been through the pandemic and uh, you know the whole supply chain disruption, um, global warming, some war, etc. The world is going through a lot, and 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 the people are aware. They are the consumer today is more aware than ever. And, uh, you know, they know that your product is coming from which country and they know, you know, what you're talking about. 
and uh, this is where you know some brands are making a distinction by highlighting the fact that they are making things in america um and so on um one thing very interesting is uh, and this is a trend uh, is more and more brands today are talking about sustainability and uh, right um is there uh, is there a tone of sustainability in your entire uh, you know brand portfolio um can you talk about it in your packaging or is there something you have done which is even a little bit closer towards sustainability you know that is something um uh, we are seeing more and more brands adopt towards you know um i think it's a very powerful statement within your brand story or yeah. even on a bullet on amazon exactly. we believe boom so i know for yeah. us we believe that every human is deserving of fresh water you know they should so be nice. allowed nice. fresh water and nice. we we tie in to different charities that go into african or even third world countries that provide fresh water wells so yeah. we do it with a cause and if yeah. you show and we one of the things that i think is very important for any seller that's doing this don't make it about you we don't even have our logo on like if we're promoting this at all we we use an app called Sh um, shopping gives and i want to okay. give a big shout out to shopping gives they've been on yeah. and yeah. they're everything with a cause and what they do is they make sure that if we're giving away 5% or if you're giving away 20% and you're saying you're giving it to a charity then yeah. it's you're compliant and that you're actually giving it to the charity so yes. um but I, i it's so bloody important that you yeah. don't over promote or people are going to think that you're just abusing the charity for promotion very true very true and uh, no trend uh, list is uh, you know complete without talking about tiktok um <laughs> very recently i was interacting with a brand and they told me that you know uh the owner told me that their son came to this guy and said uh that i would like to buy this soap i saw an ad on tiktok and he was like what are you talking about since when did you give a damn to a soap right, right? so that's that's the real aspiration today for brands to you know uh can a teenager come to go to their parents and say i want this soap i hope it was my soap <laughs> <laughs> let's make sure of that yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, uh can you create content uh, which connects with the young crowd and uh, i mean it's it's very creative but yeah that's something out there and you know that's so important uh again this goes back to just my family and like i'll take the one side of things Yeah. And Kelsey Q Hayden, you know, they're much younger and they can give their side. They'll use words I've never heard. What the heck's a fleek? You know, I don't even think that exists anymore. But yeah. the first time I heard it, you know, a year and a half ago, the kids are laughing at me saying, you know, what is that? What did you just say? <laughs> well, they have the lingo, I don't, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh anyways, yeah, you get both sides of it and then, you know, there's certain platforms that will either pay more attention to what i have to say 
maybe what Kelsey has to say. And then yeah. there's that blend, you know, just, uh, you know, the old guy and the young and the young uh, buck. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Now, what are the mistakes? So I, I think I just hit on one going on a platform for content that you shouldn't be on. Yeah. That's probably one mistake. Yeah. So what are some mistakes that you see that sellers are doing right now when they're trying to um, create content? Yeah. So uh, one of the biggest mistakes, again, very low hanging is uh, their content is not mobile friendly. You know, oh, um, it's a it's a very uh, low hanging thing. And, you know, uh, something that uh, sorry about that. It's something we come across a lot. Your content is not mobile friendly and um, Amazon allows two versions of images for your storefront. Um, you can upload a version for desktop. You can upload a version for mobile. Um, but I would say, you know, please pay attention and uh, see if your content is mobile friendly. The text should be readable. The images should be occupying more and more space on a mobile phone. Um, most of the brands today get 70% or more uh, traffic from mobile phones. Right. So, you know, uh, it's paying, worth paying attention. One of the things that we uh, also do is uh, the product images, we try to make them vertical, four is to three ratio, uh, because that acquires much more space on a mobile phone compared to any other ratio. So we do such things uh, to make content more and more mobile friendly. Okay. When you mentioned that there's two ways of uh, uploading a desktop or mobile, can you explain yeah. where or how you can do that? So on Amazon storefront, uh, whenever you are, um, you know, going for uh, or you are adding content, you are adding images, uh, Amazon allows you. So Amazon will not even uh, I mean, you have the option of just publishing desktop mm -hmm. and uh, it will be visible on both desktop and mobile. But you have an option of uh, in, in Amazon uh, for each image that you upload, there is also an option to upload a mobile version for that image. And uh, and that's absolutely fantastic. You know, uh, you get to see a mobile version of your storefront, which is very beautifully laid out. Right. Yes. And it, it is important. Like you said, 70% of searches are done on mobile. Yeah. And so your images have got to be beautiful. But I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe... When people search, still the more popular way. So 70% search on mobile, yet most of the purchases are done on desktop. I believe that's sure. still a stat. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That could be true. That could be true. Yeah. Okay. So any other mistakes you see people making? Um, yeah. Uh, one of the biggest, uh, I don't know if I would call this a mistake, but an oversight, you know. Um, not making sure that you have mentioned all the points in your product images. And actually, uh, you know, we are coming towards the end of this talk, but uh, allow me just to give you a glimpse of, you know, our understanding of an Amazon description page. It's a beautiful property. Um, the product images is your first introduction to the product. Customers in the beginning, do not even care about your brand name. They only are searching for a power bank and they just came to your listing. 
Um, so they go through your uh, product images. They are understanding the features, benefits. So uh, it's very important for you to make sure you have covered all the points. Um, have you listed all the features? Uh, you know, there is a five second rule that you look at the image. Are you clear what's what's in it for you? And uh, have you written a customer review uh, which talks about the product? Those are simple, you know, things uh, which we have seen many uh, customers miss, uh, many sellers miss. Um, the second thing is A plus content. Uh, as you scroll down, uh, A plus content is actually, I would say, a nano brand experience. You know, it's it's your first chance to give a brand experience to your consumers. Uh, so yes, you have talked about the product, but now, hey, can you talk a little bit about your brand as well? Uh, highlight some more points which are worth stressing upon. And uh, and many times we do not see such things in A+. You know, it's just um, a, a checkbox thing, you know. But no, it's a beautiful property and you are getting a lot of eyeballs there. Okay, very good. And last question for me, we've got a few that uh, our listeners have uh, sent us. And if you do have a question, get it in because we're just uh, coming up close to the top of the hour. Anyways, um, if there's one thing that people should get out of this episode, is there anything that we miss talking about? Um, yeah, like... Um... I would say um, my uh, the only thing I can think of is, um, again, I would go back to where I started from, the importance of branding. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, there, are, there could be multiple reasons a seller is selling a product. You know, uh, one is to sell it off uh, to another uh, owner or to create something beautiful, which you know, uh, lasts for a long number of years uh, to create a legacy. There could be many reasons. Uh, in either way, in either case, you know, uh, a brand identity, uh, taking a step back and uh, understanding your demographics goes a long way. We have seen the resale value of a brand uh, increases much more if you have a brand identity. And uh, it's very simple because once your brand is bought and purchased, uh, it's going to be also sold offline, not just on Amazon, but everywhere, all possible channels. So I think that's one thing probably uh, worth mentioning as well. Okay, very good. All right. So Kelsey, can we start talking uh, or taking some of these questions? Yeah. So let's see from... Howard, do you have a view of 3D photo renderings versus actual photography for product hero shots? Um, yes, so we have done this and uh, uh, we have done recently um, um, for some very complex products like a, uh, you know, a scooter, uh, a scooter for kids. Uh, we have actually made a 3D rendering and uh, you cannot tell the difference. So it's it's really worth it, worth exploring. And we have done that and and people are using it. Okay. All right. Uh, next question is from Coolhand99. How much brand story is too much? Uh, where other than website is the best place to tell the brand story? 
I think we answered that already, but uh, I will just say it again. Uh, your storefront on Amazon is a very nice place because you get organic traffic there. Uh, your A-plus content is another uh, place where you can have one banner dedicated to your brand. Um, sometimes Amazon also gives you a brand content uh, opportunity. So please uh, make sure that is populated with the appropriate content. Many times brands don't even know such a thing exists. Yeah, and also uh, right now on A plus content, uh, yeah. you can you can add a brand story, and we try to do it on all of our social media. We don't we don't have pages. Yeah. We have a short version and we have a longer version, and we put that everywhere. If you go to our uh, Lunch with Norm uh, Instagram site, you'll see we're very consistent with the colors, with exactly. you know the the fonts, everything, yeah. uh, the spacing. Uh, the templates that we use and you'll also see a little bit about who we are what we do and then that the, that's on facebook uh that's on linkedin everything that we touch uh we absolutely. put a bit of the brand story in absolutely those are also very valid uh, real estates that you have right okay and our last question is from claudia um, so how do you suggest a two-person company brand should go about building a brand story for little to no money uh, if you could please answer the same question about starting to create content. Uh, if you have any free resources, uh, that would be great. Thank you. Um, I don't think uh, creating a brand guide or a brand story uh, is expensive. It's really, really, you know, affordable. And, uh, you know, we are one uh, very good option for that. But really, it's not at all costly as long as you know the right questions to ask. And, and, you know, it's an evolving process. It's not just, you know, carved in stone. You need to make it, you need to get the basic branding story right. And it grows with the brand. So maybe one year down the line, you can revisit, relook at some of the questions and answer, but get the basics in place, I would say. And uh, Claudia, I think Michael Kurtz has a free training on uh, brand, uh, brand development uh, and building it out. And uh, I agree, it doesn't have to be expensive. The The hardest part and what most people aren't willing to do is spend the time needed to yeah. answer the proper question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very true. I mean, that's that's <laughs> the secret. Just spend the time to answer the spend questions. The yeah. Spend the, that's yeah. It. And so hopefully, Claudia, you win today. I noticed that you did uh, join the lunch with uh, or Wheel of Kelsey. So hopefully you win. Fingers crossed. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay, so How's that's that, it for questions. Okay. So last chance to enter the uh, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey today. Um, Kelsey, can we go to another sponsor? Sure. Uh, let me just get that ready. And yep. in just one second. All right. Here we go. A big thank you to our sponsor, Startup Club the largest club on Clubhouse with over 790,000 members and growing. They're one of the world's largest communities supporting the startup ecosystem from founders to those wishing to work for a startup and everything in between. You can find them at www.startup.club for blogs, recordings, and a calendar of upcoming shows and on the Clubhouse app. Just search Startup Club for daily shows 24-7.
You can also now listen to their show, the Serial Entrepreneur Club podcast on Apple and Spotify too. Stop by to connect, learn, and grow together. Okay, so Kelsey, is it that time? It is. So hopefully everyone's got their entries in and here we go. The Wheel of Kelsey. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. Thank you, everyone, for entering. We're going to shuffle up these names and let's see who today's winner is. All right. So if you are the winner, please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. You have about uh, 48 hours to reply back. And it looks like Christine, Christine congrats. is the winner. Congratulations. And again, email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com to pick up your prize. And uh, Sudansu, uh, how do people get a hold of you? Um, where should they go? Uh, let the people know. Sure. Um, well, you can always visit dobbyads.com. I am uh, reachable at contact at um, And go ahead. You can just create uh, you know, an order on dobbyads.com and it all comes to us. We'll respond immediately. We'll respond ASAP. Very good. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, if you could, just stick around. You're going to be removed from the podcast, but we'll be back in about two minutes to talk to you. Okay, so thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Uh, on Friday, we have a returning guest. He's always awesome, John Tilly. And we're going to be talking about product development and with new product launches. So it's perfect for fourth quarter. And uh, Kelsey, do you have anything to say? Uh, let me see. So You know what you're sure supposed you... to say? Smash those like buttons. Give it. us a thumbs up. Also, if you have any topics... Uh, suggestions for the podcast let us know we always have open ears we wanted to make this the best podcast in the space so let us know k at lunchwithnorm.com and also don't forget to join the lunch with norm amazon fb and e-commerce collective facebook group you can type it in down below um, and search on facebook also it's in the description too if you want to just go and click on that uh, and we're looking for a new webinar if there's topics that you want to know about if you want to have a deep dive in let us know we want to know what you want to learn more about um we're thinking we might do um we have a couple lined up so we want to see if uh if we can hit the most um wanted and uh yeah just let us know your suggestions um and don't forget to come back on friday for the next episode where you can enter the wheel of kelsey once again and All if right, you're watching Kyle. from youtube make sure you subscribe okay so now you can mute yourself and cough okay <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you everybody for joining us and uh please come back monday wednesdays and fridays uh at noon eastern standard time thank you for being part of your com our community thank you for joining our facebook group we've got a great group and there's been a ton of activity this week um and just thank you for being part of the podcast so we'll see you soon we'll see you on friday Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.